Good morning again. So, um, as I said, we have been looking as a church at this idea of a generous God, and today we're looking at generous justice. And children are really good at spotting when something is not fair. They love to point it out, particularly, I imagine, parents, if you have got more than one child, when there's siblings involved, that is when they love to declare when something is not fair, when someone else gets to do something that they can't do. And I definitely remember that as a child. And then I remember as a teenager beginning to become aware of a wider world than just my small sphere of me and my brother in our little house, um, but of a bigger world where there was other things going on that wasn't fair. I remember the time when I discovered that chocolate maybe wasn't quite as sweet as I thought, that it had a dark side and not just the cocoa content, but that, that actually there were slaves out there, child slaves that were having to pick the cocoa beans for the chocolate that I ate and they'd never even tasted chocolate or discovering that people couldn't just have a bible in their house in some parts of the world and they couldn't just freely go to church because they would be persecuted and potentially put to death for that and that just didn't seem right to me or discovering that the history lessons I had school about slavery weren't actually something about the past at all but although slavery had been abolished officially there are more slaves now today than there have ever been And that didn't seem right, that didn't seem fair to me, that didn't seem just. And as a teenager, began to become aware of all these things. And I think as well, when you're a teenager, you've got all these hormones racing around. Suddenly you become like a bit of an activist with stuff and you're like making your voice very well heard, if not necessarily always in the right way. Teenagers can become very vocal about what's fair and what's not fair. I had various bracelets and things, you know, up to my elbows declaring what I thought was and wasn't fair and the campaigns that I had got involved in. And I didn't always know what to do with the feelings, but there was always a reaction when I discovered that something wasn't right. When I came across these different scenarios, there was always a reaction in me. And that's because I believe that we're made in the image of God and we're made to reflect God's character. And God's character is a just one and a good one who hates things that are unfair and aren't good. I looked up some definitions of justice because I find it's a helpful place to start. And some of them were more helpful than others. Some just said justice was to be just, which I was like, well, if you're not sure what just is, that's not really helpful. But anyway, I found one that was a bit more helpful. um, And it defined justice as this. Fairness in protection of rights and punishment of wrongs. God loves justice. He loves the fairness in protecting rights and the punishment of wrongs. I feel like in the last kind of week and a half, when you, if you've been listening to the news or turning on the news, you'd have seen stuff about the Grenfell fire. And as more information comes out about that, it wasn't just a tragic fire, but there were injustices done there. And I challenge anyone to hear about those and not react to it. Because we're made to reflect our creator. And when we come across injustices, our inner being cries out. Just as a tangent, slightly, um, talking about the Grenfell fire, we sang a song just now that said, even what the enemy means for evil, 
um, God's going to turn it for good. And last Sunday, we've got an Eden team on the ground working with a church, literally at the base of that tower block. And they, they normally get maybe like 20 people to church, but they held a massive outdoor service last week. They had over 200 people come and people gave their lives to Jesus um, last Sunday, which I feel like is an amazing um, like turning around of that scenario. But back to justice. We have been made in God's image. And our God seeks to protect the oppressed and the orphan and the widow. It says it again and again and again throughout the Bible that God is there for those people that are perhaps unable to seek justice for themselves or have been pushed down by those people that hold more earthly power than them. He seeks justice, it says in the Psalms again and again. It says that justice is the foundation for his throne. But sometimes there's a very fine line with justice where it can tip over into revenge. Where people, something has happened to them and they want to seek justice and they say that, but what they actually mean is that they seek revenge for something that has happened. And our God is not a vengeful God. He is not a God that seeks revenge. He seeks justice. Revenge is something that is destructive. And our God is not a God of destruction, but of restoration. There's that really odd verse in the Bible where Jesus is talking and um, he kind of quotes Old Testament. It talks about an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, which some, when we read it, we're like, gosh, that's a bit extreme. Like if someone was to like take my eye out, I'm to take their eye out. Like if, it sounds like weird to us to think about that, but it was a way for God to control a revenge culture. And we can still see that. I'm coming across it with young people that I work with where something happens to them and they want justice for that because it's not right. But what instead they do is that they seek revenge and they do something slightly worse back. And then those people are like, well, that's not okay. So they then seek something even worse back and it escalates through and there's this vicious, vicious cycle that keeps going. And there's nothing redemptive about it. There's nothing restorative about it. There's nothing good or just about it. It's just destructive. And our God is not a God of destruction and revenge. So God put these bizarre bits to us in the Bible about the eye for an eye to bring an end to that. So no, we can seek justice, but we don't seek revenge. There's another Um, great definition of justice that I came across that says biblical justice this is on the yeah justice involves making individuals communities and the cosmos whole by upholding both goodness and impartiality read it again biblical justice involves making individuals communities and the whole cosmos whole by upholding both goodness and impartiality. We are called by God to seek justice that makes things whole, that makes them complete. Our God is a God who puts things back together, that doesn't want to leave people broken, but wants to put things back together. Who sees those individuals who've been pushed down, who aren't listened to, whose rights aren't upheld, And he wants to restore them and make them whole. He sees communities who've been pressed. And he says, I want to make them whole. I want to see the goodness here. 
And then he looks at our whole planet and he calls us to make that whole again. And justice is a really big thing. It's a really hard thing to get sometimes and it's a costly thing. Now God was so committed to justice and he was so committed to generous justice that it cost him Jesus. Because you see, we have all sinned We've all done stuff wrong. That's why we just did the confession that Tim led for us. And for God, if we have sinned, the wager of sin, it says in the Bible, is death. And so for the things that we have done wrong, to be just, if God was to be just and to not show impartiality and to kind of react to things um, fairly almost, then actually because we've done stuff wrong, the punishment for that is death. But God doesn't think straightforwardly like that. He thinks creatively and he wants to restore stuff. He doesn't want to just um, kind of act out and, you know, not think about his creation that he loves. So instead he was like, right, what can I do about this? So initially we had the sacrifice system. So instead of sacrificing us, we sacrificed animals at the temple. But that was only a short-term solution. And so he sent Jesus to take on all the stuff that we had done. So that God's justice could be maintained, but that we could have right relationship with God. For God, justice cost him everything. It was generous. It was such a generous justice of God. And a restorative one that restored us into right relationship. So we have been called to seek justice and to seek it generously. To be prepared to be generous with our time, with our money, with how we spend um, yeah, our time, but with different things and different people and to be really creative with it. And so what does that look like for us? So for me, I've joined this thing called Eden. We've got an Eden team here and it's part of a national network of people that join in with local church to work with young people. Because for me, that's the justice issue, the way that young people have been treated in our society. That they're often blamed for stuff that they've never done. They've not been given equal opportunities sometimes across the country. And so for me, having witnessed some of that, I began to think, I've, my call is to get involved in that, to seek justice for these young people. When I was a teenager, I um, got involved with some kind of social action things. So young people would go to different places and kind of help serve a community. And I'd grown up in quite a nice community. And I discovered down the road that there was not quite the same setup or life experience that I had had. And as I uh, finished school, I then went and did a gap year at church down the road and then did my degree kind of based there doing youth work. And I was discovering the children who just broke my heart the way that they were having to grow up sometimes, the injustices that their family were facing. And that for me, that wasn't okay. And I couldn't just turn a blind eye to that. And then when I finished my degree, go off somewhere else. But instead I sought out ways that I could get involved. And I discovered Eden that call people to live long-term in communities and to make that place home. So that together, not just me and my little campaign, but as a whole community, we could together begin to fight some of these injustices. And that's been amazing, and I'm, I'm so glad I've done that. But sometimes that has been costly, to be generous with my time. 
particularly it's been um, costly for um, us as a couple, like deciding, okay, where are we going to go? And we've based that on where we felt God call us to get involved in stuff. And it's been great, but we've been creative and generous. It means being vocal about things. Sometimes it's really easy to keep quiet on stuff. I, um, I do jiu-jitsu and um, I was talking with different people within the, the kind of club that I'm part of and um, over a few weeks one of the guys noticed that I um, was wearing one of my numerous bracelets as I mentioned earlier around human trafficking so I was kind of explaining about human trafficking another week I was wearing a t-shirt that had a slogan on about something so again was kind of being vocal about something that mattered to me um, it's quite a male-dominated sport, jitsu, and so something had come up about um, gender inequality at one point, and uh, this guy was like, oh, you're quite the little activist, aren't you? Which <laughs> was not the best thing to say to me. He should just be thankful that jitsu is a self-defense sport, not an attack sport, but um, uh, I'm vocal about it because it matters to me, and if we keep silent, then nothing's going to change, right? But sometimes you don't make the best of friends by being vocal, always about things. And it can mean reading up on subjects. Like, I'm really aware I don't know a lot about a lot of things. I just know that sometimes things anger me. Like I said, you just kind of get that gut reaction to something. So I try and make time to read wider about on issues. So that when I am being vocal, I kind of vaguely know what I'm talking about. Because I was thinking about this when I was asked to prepare um, the talk. Justice is such like an all-encompassing thing. And so what I've done is I've asked a bunch of people in the church to kind of share with me about why they think certain topics are a justice issue. Because what I would love is kind of post this morning is for you to think like practically about it and wider about it. Not just think, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, generous justice, right. And then that to be it. But to then now go and like do something about it, we're called to action and so just as an example, I'm going to put some sheets after church at the back that some people have prepared around a whole bunch of topics. So I've asked, um, so Ellie, she's not here this morning, but I asked her to produce something about gender equality. Why is that a justice issue? And how can we get involved? Why is it not okay that actually for so many girls around the world, they don't get access to an education? Or why is it okay um, that advertising feels the need to like, tell girls they've got to look this way or tell guys they've got to look that way or if you're a parent and you're looking at toys for your little ones I'm sure you've come across it I know I have looking for my niece and nephew but there's certain toys are like advertisers boys toys and girls like and girls toys and like it's just rubbish like it makes me angry and so Ellie has put together a little bit about why gender equality matters why it's a justice issue and then different ways you can get involved I've asked Jay to do one about um, LGBT rights and why that's a justice issue. The fact that people are being treated differently, like that's not okay. Like we're here to stand up for people's rights for their protection when people aren't treated equally and how you can get involved. He's got a great map, if you ask him, that shows you kind of the consequences um, for people living in different countries around the world if they come out as gay and how that's not okay, the way that they're treated in some countries. 
I've asked Joy to do one about politics. Politics is a massive justice issue. We can sit here and be angry, maybe, about the way that the government deals with different things, but we're all called to be a part of it. We are privileged to live in a country where we can vote, we can write to our MPs, we can put petitions um, to Parliament, all that kind of stuff. Like We can get involved and we can influence it and we can get them discussing the issues that matter to us and change things. Um, Lou has done one around the waste and the environment. That quote talks about how we're called to bring justice, not just for individuals and um, communities, but the whole cosmos. And actually, our planet is suffering because some of us, all of us, are choosing to be selfish in the way that we interact with the environment. And actually, that doesn't just impact on like the environment and maybe like the animals and the plants. Maybe you don't really care about plants and animals and um, that's probably okay. But actually, it impacts on people as well. The things that we choose to do in this country to do with our waste and uh, how we use stuff impacts on humans elsewhere in the planet. And then Ed Mars has done one around global poverty. He's um, a trustee of an amazing charity in Uganda that works with um, children in slums. So he's kind of looked at that a bit, but just general global poverty. Um, And then um, another friend, she used to be part of the church, isn't around as much, called Sharon. She's done one around food waste. Um, And it's not just those are the only topics. I just wanted to try and say to you, us as a church that justice is is a huge thing like everything where stuff isn't okay and is impacting badly on other people and isn't allowing people to be fully who they are in God that's a justice issue and we can get involved and sometimes it's really easy things so all these different people have written this list of kind of five to ten different ways you can get involved and some are really big things Maybe it will cost you a lot in terms of your time you have to be super generous to get involved in that but some of them are really simple easy things Things like um, taking your own shopping bag to the shops. You don't have to buy and like, reuse, like, use another plastic shopping bag. Or it might be just reading about a topic. Or thinking about how you complement um, little girls and little boys. And not focusing so much on some of those gender stereotypes. Different things like that. So I'm going to put them... I'm at the back after church. Feel free to take them, discuss them. Um, if you can't remember who I said had like, written the thing, ask me if you want to chat to them more about it so we can get involved. Our God is a generous God. His generous justice cost him Jesus, and we're called to reflect his character, his character to seek goodness and to seek to make, you put that quote back up, about making things whole. God didn't make us to be like bitty people where bits of our character and bits of our inner being aren't allowed to be whole. He made us to be whole. And as followers of Christ, we're called to be part of that, of campaigning for people when they haven't got the voice to say it or when they don't know what to say, they don't know what their rights are. Some of the great things about Fern Street and the work that Sarah is doing is that she's able to sit sometimes with people um, who maybe have only recently come over to the country or whose English isn't very good and they're not quite familiar with um, the way our laws work, is to say, no, you have rights and you can do this and this is okay. Like, you know, you're, you deserve better than that. Maybe they're in an abusive relationship and they don't know what to do and Sarah's been able to say to them, no, like, this, this is all that life has for you. There's so much more. Like, it's amazing to watch her be able to do that and to bring wholeness. Um, to some of the people that she's working with. We're called to get involved in God's 
um, seeking justice that makes individuals, communities, and the whole cosmos whole. I'm just going to pray for us, and then I think we're going to sing. God, I thank you that you are so generous in your justice. God, that you're not vengeful, but that your justice seeks to restore, that you're creative with it. And God, I pray that we would feel really empowered and built up by your spirit to go and seek justice. God, that you would put on our hearts what it is that you want us to seek. Like where you want us to seek this justice. That we would grasp just how big this is and how all-encompassing this is. God, I thank you that we have that gut reaction time so many times to things that are not fair and not okay. And that there are ways that we can get involved. That we don't just have to see the injustice and then think there's nothing we can do. But that you've equipped us to get involved. That you've called us to get involved. Yeah, God, thank you for your generous justice to us in Jesus. Amen. If you'd like to stand, we're going to sing.